Welcome to episode six. Today, I am taking on the topic of loneliness in motherhood. In part one of this three-part series, I'm getting into the thoughts and beliefs we hold in our hearts about ourselves that can derail our ability to connect. And also, I will be encouraging you with some tactical ways to start changing those beliefs so you can start holding on to the truth of who you are in Christ. Hey mamas, welcome to the Divine Design Wellness Show where we are putting down deep spiritual roots and embracing a freedom mindset, all while learning about healthy lifestyle habits and holistic tools. I'm Carolyn Henderson, wife, homeschooling mama of four kiddos, wellness advocate, and essential oils nerd. I believe when our mind, body, and spirit align with God's design, then we can thrive in motherhood and the kingdom. If you're ready to leave stress, overwhelm, and burnout behind so you can start focusing on your healing, it's time to get out of your head and into your heart so you can embrace your divine design and rediscover joy and freedom in your faith and motherhood. Grab that coffee and let's dive right in. Today, I want to start the episode by talking about the effects of loneliness on our health. Now, of course, we all have experienced loneliness at one point or another in our lives, but when you have an ongoing issue with loneliness, it has a long-term effect on our health. And it's actually a risk factor for long-term illness right up there with sedentary lifestyle, smoking, and obesity. So it really is something that we want to pay attention to, but it's really often overlooked, especially in motherhood, because most of the time we're surrounded by our kids, we're surrounded by, you know, things going on and our families, but loneliness really has more to do with our state of mind not the proximity of people. So feelings of loneliness can include feeling empty, feeling alone in our situation, misunderstood or unwanted, or just that really deep craving for connection, especially adult connection sometimes, you know? So I'm sure that all, some of those probably sound familiar to us. And I know that for myself, those feelings have taken up way too much space in my heart over, you know, the years from time to time. And so I want to start by, you know, asking the question, how can we start making connection a priority even when we're in the midst of a time of our lives where it feels like we're really always, um, you know, busy with our children or busy with work or housework or all the things that take up time in our life. So how can we really make uh, connection a priority? priority? You know, oftentimes it's actually our own thoughts that get in the way of making meaningful connection. Or we could be existing in a mental space of victimhood and our energy turns others off from wanting to really deeply connect with us. So it's super helpful to take inventory of ourselves 
so that we can take ownership of our part in being lonely because really that's the only place we have control over. We cannot control um, other people's contribution to whether we're feeling lonely or not. We can really only control our mind and our perceptions. So the question I want to ask um, you to really think and meditate on today is, what am I believing about myself that is reinforcing habits and a mindset that allows feelings of loneliness to fester and multiply. Now, I don't know about you, but I have absolutely been in a place where my thought life was a vicious cycle of festering loneliness. And it took me a while to really understand that I wasn't lonely because uh, everybody else was at fault. I was feeling lonely for the most part because of the way I was choosing to think. So here are some examples of questions or things that we may do or think that really allow those spirals of thinking to really take hold. So here's some that I myself have struggled with over the years and still do from time to time and some that I have heard from other women. I have to have my house together in order for people to come over. I am guilty of that one. (laughs) I can't open up to people because I'll get talked about behind my back. I'm not interesting or fun. No one likes me. I don't have time to have friendships that are meaningful. I'm too much for people and I have to tone down my energy to be around them. I have too much baggage. Other people can't handle it. If I'm honest about myself, others will reject me. I'm not a good friend. No one wants to invest time in me because I'm living here temporarily. That is one that I struggled with thinking a lot when we were moving around all the time. I constantly had this idea in my head that people were not going to want to invest in a friendship or connecting because we were living there temporarily and I knew that we would only be there for, you know, nine months to a year or so. And so I always had that kind of just, I was really held back uh, from making connection because I didn't think anyone would really want to put the time in to that relationship. So what can we do to replace those beliefs with things that are true and empowering? So uh, here's one that has really helped me to get out of the habit of thinking I have to always have my house perfectly put together before people show up at my door. So instead, I've chosen to think of it as having a messy house means I'm living real life with my family and by allowing others to see the reality of the day-to-day can be freeing to them and myself because I myself have been in other people's homes where it wasn't perfect and that didn't bother me at all. It was just a relief that, you know, everybody else is human too. And, and, you know, we're not all perfect, perfectly keeping our house clean. 
Another one is when I'm vulnerable with people, it allows for a real perception of me and may allow someone to feel safe sharing things that they've been burying. God created my personality and strengths for a purpose and the right people will connect with my energy. Here's one that you can use when you are thinking of the saying, I don't have time, whether it's for friendships or anything else. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. I don't have any better excuse than anyone else to not put in the time. True friends will gladly bear each other's burdens. So those are just a few examples. You get the point. Of course, you can come up with your own belief statement about connection and friendships for whatever you personally catch yourself saying in your head on a regular basis. One of the most freeing things for me as a major people pleaser was realizing I don't need to control people's thoughts or perceptions of me. It's not my business. That's between them and God, and that's not where God wants my mind and my heart at. He wants my mind and my heart in surrender to him and his purpose for my life. So I have to let go of those things. I cannot be, I can't do both. You really cannot be a people pleaser while also pleasing God. So all the thoughts that stem from being too much or not enough, those are so draining and it's, it's an awful burden to bear. And it really limits your ability to serve God in the fullest capacity but it also really limits your ability to make those deep, meaningful connections. And so one of the best ways that I personally have found to release this hold on me is to really hold on to the truth in the scriptures of who we are by God's definition and not anyone else around us. So one scripture I want to share with you today It's one of my absolute favorites. I never get tired of reading it. And it's found in Psalms 139, verse 13 through 16. It says, For you formed my inward parts. That formed there means perfectly created. And inward parts could be interpreted Kidney, which was considered like the most vital organ, but it could also be interpreted as our inmost being, the seat of our emotions and affection. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance, and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me, when as yet there was not one of them. So this verse always brings light to my heart when I think about how much intention God puts into each one of us from before we were even formed, before we were even an embryo, 
God had the perfect design for us, the person that he created us to be, that's completely unique from anybody else in the world. And so we really have to start believing that truth about ourselves and making room for the connection that God has for us with people around us. So I want you to meditate on this this week and join me next week as I dive into part two of this topic. If you have any questions or you just want to talk about where you might need to adjust your beliefs in relation to loneliness, please feel free to email me. I would love to encourage you on this topic and connect with you. Hey friend, thank you for joining me today. If you resonated with the message of today's show and know it would bless another mama's heart, share the podcast directly with them or screenshot this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Divine Design Wellness so I can thank you. If you're loving the show and finding value, please follow me and leave me a review over on Apple Podcasts. Would you like even more content? Join me over on our free Facebook group listed in the show notes below. Until next time.